Welcome to the Public Services Reform Podcasts from the Centre for Market and Public Organisation. My name is Ramesh Vitalingham and today I'm talking to Professor Carol Proper and we're going to be talking about targets and terror as a system for managing uh, Britain's public services. Carol, I guess, I guess most people would say, if you ask them what they thought of uh, this kind of top-down approach, that it reminds them of, of Stalin's Russia and it's not something that's uh, likely to be effective and it's something that uh, makes very, very many people very unhappy. I think that was my first thought when I looked into what impact the target regime for waiting lists in the NHS had. I mean, all economists would tell you running such a top-down management system is not a good thing. Most managers would tell you that running a top-down system where you insist people make particular targets is not a good thing. But in fact, what we looked at is in the NHS, the English government decided to run a targets and terror regime to focus on long waiting lists. So in the year 2000, they basically issued a series of guidances about waiting times such that waiting times were to come down from their 18 month maximum to six months in a five year period with a reduction of six months in each year. And they complemented that by a very aggressive policy towards managers such that managers who were not meeting their targets would uh, receive bad reports, could possibly be fired, or their hospitals could be merged with someone else, in which case they'd lose their jobs. In Scotland, Scotland decided that this targets and terror stuff was bad. A focus on waiting lists would simply divert activity from other areas. And so in Scotland, post-devolution, no regime like this was run. So what we did is we compared Scotland and England. They're very similar NHS systems. One's got a targets and terror regime, England one hasn't. What we found is that the targets and terror regime worked. Long waiting times fell in England more than they fell in Scotland. So that by the end of the period, there was nobody waiting long waits in England at all. But on top of that, average waits had fallen as well compared to Scotland. So the English patient was doing much better than the Scottish patient. So the regime did work. So this is, this is a very striking finding. Do you think we, were, we should be rolling it out into other areas, using, using this t- technique much more? Or, uh, or do you think it's just something peculiar to healthcare? No, I'm confident of our findings because what we basically can do is compare Scotland and England, which is a nice, robust comparison. We're now looking to see whether this led to unintended consequences. So, for example, patients who are have been waiting longer but less medically needy being treated more quickly than patients who have more medical need. Or maybe resources being stolen from one part of a department to service another who's not meeting their targets. To be honest, we're not finding much evidence of that. And I think what's happened is that this system has become embedded into the NHS in England, such that people regard long waits as unacceptable. And there are now more targets for short waits, particularly around cancer. And I think people take pride in being able to treat patients quickly. However, I don't know that that would necessarily translate to other services. And you do want to be running public services, not by just a regime of top-downness. So I wouldn't advocate spreading it to uh, everywhere else on the basis of one successful application. But I think this application probably has been quite successful, probably because it's become embedded in NHS culture. 
So how does the, the targets and terror system relate to the competition and choice agenda? I mean, both of these seem to be part of New Labour's plan over the last 10 years. What was the link? I don't think there is a link directly. I mean, they seem to me to be different ways of running public services. One is very much you don't trust your managers and you tell them exactly what to do. The other is you allow the uh, freedom of the market to make them make decisions. Um, so I think there isn't much connection. I think it's quite interesting that New Labour seem to have vacillated actually between abolishing the internal market and saying we must have terror and targets and top down instead. And then when I think they felt that that wasn't working, not so much around waiting lists, but in other public sectors, they then began to look again at competition, which they've reintroduced in the healthcare market. So where do you think we are going to likely to go next? Are we going to be pursue the target and terror or the competition and no, choice? No, I think at the moment in healthcare we're pursuing the competition and choice. And that will be particularly important, I think, in the primary care area where there has been very little competition and choice. And I think that's going to move out of the secondary care into patient services in the primary care setting. And we're going to see quite a lot of change happening there as a result of a pro-competition policy. Carol Proper, thank you very much.